Welcome, everyone. This is Encore, episode 55, 56, I believe. Uh, Brandon Seclary here. We are chilling at Adolph's. I have Marty Fanukin, and we have a special guest today, Patrick Moran of Moran Analytics. Uh, welcome, Analytics. Patrick. It's good to be here, guys. This is a nice... Uh Relaxing vibe in the heart of the first ward. Just sat down. We had some wings together. Uh, relaxing at a table. Having a nice little conversation. Doing some recording, man. This is my kind of day. I like it. Yeah. It's good to be here. Yes, I, and I thank you so much. I know as we were just speaking before we jumped on, uh, you have a busy schedule as you came in, so I appreciate you taking time to set aside to uh, sit down with us. Um, but we're definitely going to dive into your, your wing escapade throughout Buffalo. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I do want to start out by pointing out Marty's shirt. Uh, Marty went out and bought a special shirt that says Tommy Want Wingy. Should on probably it. take a picture of it and put uh, it up there. And then. he bought it last week, he just told me. So I think yeah. he bought it special just for this. No, not uh, at all. And our Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you know, you know, Pat and I over here went kind of casual and uh, Mark. You got a Lord of the Wings shirt on. What are you oh talking my, about? Oh, hold my, do you know I you, just you, realized you that? Just <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? Cancel that. I am the oddball out right you're now. The, you're the, you're oh the, my God. You're I thought the misfit it, in this, uh, in this That equation. shirt is so well made that I literally thought it said Lord of the Rings. No, Lord of the Wings. <laughs> okay. From Amherst Alehouse gave it to me. It's, it's a cool shirt, man. Everything I just said, cancel that. I am the one. Yeah, you're, you're the oddball. I am the oddball out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I still can't get over that. <laughs> So, so real quick, I want to touch on definitely uh, want to touch on the wing thing real quick. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's said he uh, Patrick Moranalytics. Am I saying that right? Moranalytics. Yep. Thank you. Um, he's a great follow online on Twitter, and I realized he was going around doing a bunch of wing tasting, and that's kind of where Marty and I got the idea. Let's you know maybe put our own little spin on it. And as we were mentioning uh, at the bar earlier, that you know that's the best thing about. I mean, you could, you could have hundreds of people doing this, and everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. It is. It's a very subjective thing. I mean, lots of things with food, and it's like movies. We talked about this at the bar. Sometimes when you have sports takes, and this has been fun, but it's also been a curse, too, having a sports podcast, which is primarily, at the end of the day, what I do. I don't think people re realize that anymore because now more and more it's about chicken wings and stuff like that, which is cool, but... It, it's a subjective thing, and what one person likes, the next person might not. And when you have a sports take, you know, if we got 50 guys sitting at the bar or wherever room you're talking in and talking about the Sabres, 20 to 25 of those people are not going to care what you say at all. However, you start talking about chicken wings or pizza or something like that, in this case, chicken wings, everybody has an opinion. Everyone likes chicken wings, yeah. and everyone has their favorites or places that they think are overrated, underrated. So it, it, it makes for a strong interaction with people. You know, they, um, again, everyone's got an opinion. And uh, it's, you know, again, I, I started doing it as a joke, to be honest with you. That's what it is. That's the whole thing. I didn't take it serious at all. Um, I moved to Florida in 2016, as you know. And when I was there, I would start having chicken wings in Florida. I was there for like three, four months before I came back to Buffalo. And every single place I went to, they were just absolutely terrible. <laughs> and so I, I get an opportunity to come back to Buffalo. I work remotely. My job, my career is still in Buffalo, and I work remotely. Family and friends, of course. I'm Buffalo born and raised. I came back, and I just decided I'm going to start going to chicken wing places so I can get some good wings. And I would write a review up on my blog, talk about them on the podcast. Actually, I didn't even have the podcast at the time I first started doing it. So at the time, it was just a blog. And then I would 
take a quarterback, and I would compare that quarterback yeah. to, you know, if it's a good quarterback, a bad quarterback, whatever, try to put a little bit of a, a joke, a spin on it, and then I would power rank them. And I, I've just been really consistent. In fact, probably a little too consistent. I've been home now for about a week, and I think we've had – I've had wings eight times now, nine times oh in the first seven days that I've been back. Stocking so it's, up on it's the definitely tums. a grind. But, again, it's, it's fun to do. I put out – a power ranking thing before I came to Buffalo, and I probably, and I'm going to be honest with you, man, got more hits and more interaction from that than any Bills story, yep. any Bills topic yeah. I've done in the last year and a half. It's just crazy. I mean, let's be honest. Buffalo sports has been pretty depressing for the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So. Especially on the hockey side. Yeah, no yeah. Question about it. <laughs> so I don't blame people for not wanting to really <laughs> talk about it, talk about something else. Everybody loves chicken wings, like you said. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. And, you know, everyone feels qualified to have an opinion. Some people are just casual sports fans, yep. and maybe they might listen to what you have to say, but they don't really have an opinion right. because they know that, you know, I don't know anything about Josh Allen. So right. what do I really got to say about him? He's tall. He's good looking. That's what it, He's got a cannon a for an arm. A lot of people, who, you know, don't follow sports. That, that'll be their take on it. But if you start talking about Adolph chicken wings or – or Barbell or Duffs or places like that. You love them, you hate them, and everybody wants to get involved in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So that part of it is fun. Again, the downside is it's kind of taken away from building my podcast up through sports talk and mm -hmm. media interviews oh, over yeah. the first year or so. <clears throat> so it, the good comes with the bad, but, you know, it's just the way it goes. So definitely I want to uh, get a quick little plug in here. Uh, you just went over your podcast regarding if, if people want to go and you just mentioned your power rankings, where can they go to find this power ranking and – uh, you know, what else can they find on your blog and podcast? Well, on the written end of it, the blog, I have a blog. It's called Moranalytics.com. And essentially, the only two things that are actually on there are um, my podcast files and chicken wing reviews. <laughs> I pretty much, I started out writing about WWE, Yankees, Bills, Sabres, 80s music, things like that. In fact, if you go back, and it would be in the archives because it's like two years ago, I had like a countdown of the top 100 songs from the 80s, the top 100 albums from the 80s. Huh. I started out doing stuff like that on the written side. But at this point, it's pretty much you're either going to get a link to my podcast or check out a chicken wing review. As far as the podcast goes, I've been doing it for about a year and a half now. I launched it in February of 2018. I'm about 140 episodes in. And the premise of it is it's still Buffalo sports talk, but it, the slant is I have guests on sports media guests and athletes, and I kind of pull back the curtain a little bit, and the goal is to give fans an opportunity to know more about them besides just the work that they do. You know, you get a guy like we were talking about earlier, like Joe Biscaglia. You know, you know what he does for the Buffalo Bills. He's probably one of, if not the best Bills reporters out there, but not everybody knows his story, man. Yeah. You know, where did he grow up? What was he into as a kid? How did he get into sports journalism? Who are a few of the, his favorites? Why did he go to the school that he went to? What was his career path? What led him to WGR eventually leaving for Channel 7 and ultimately just recently, in fact, The Athletic? So those are the kind of things that I like to have those type of interviews. And I've been really, really fortunate and really blessed to have some really incredible guests on, both on a local and a national level as well. And that's Pat Moranalytics, or yeah, what is it's, it? it's Moranalytics. It's the Moranalytics podcast. Moranalytics podcast. Yeah, okay. Moranalytics podcast. Yeah, I. It, it was as soon as I saw the wing review, and then uh, I knew a little bit about because I do follow a lot of the follows that you have on Twitter. Uh, I listened to some of your podcasts, and it's, that's exactly what it is. And it's a lot of uh, you know, you're at a higher level, meaning 
uh, reporters and athletes where that's kind of how we got started uh, game on as I was mentioning is where we all play football and all play sports together but oh how'd you get here like why are you here what did you do in high school what made you still want to play co-ed rec right. sports at sure. 30 years old so uh, you know I, I love it and it's a great follow so definitely follow uh, Moranalytics on Twitter um, and check out where he's going and uh, whatever guests he has on. As I mentioned, like that's amazing that I didn't know, and I went on uh, your Twitter page, Adam Sheffer. Like, that's a massive get. Yeah. I, that's I was <laughs> fortunate, man. I, um, well, let me, let, me, let me say this, okay? I want to credit a couple people. When I first started my podcast, I've been around the sports media game on and off for about 20 years. Mainly just freelance stuff. I had a blog, Buffalo Sports Daily. I did that for five years. When I decided I wanted to start my podcast, I reached out to three specific people in the Buffalo sports media market, Sal Capaccio, Tim Graham, and Tyler Dunn, who at the time, actually he had just left the Buffalo News, but he still lives in Buffalo. I got commitments from them to do the show. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to have long-term interviews with people like them. And again, give fans a chance to know more about them and, hear, and learn their stories, make it about them instead of the work that they do. So I had them on early, and that really helped bring credibility to the podcast very early on. And from there, I started getting more local people on, like Mike Harrington, Jay Skursky. Those guys did the podcast really early on. And I might, it might have been Mike Harrington who reached out to Richard Deich, who was with Sports Illustrated and now is with The Athletic. And he's a national guy, very popular, and went to school at UV. And because he went to UV, he, decided, he agreed to come on the podcast. I had <laughs> Ross Tucker on after that. <laughs> And I had Adam for, I don't even, you know, I can't even tell you why, but Adam's followed me on Twitter for a long time. And I think it might have had some, again, I've covered some Bills games. I did meet him one time at the stadium many, many years ago. But anyway, I just reached out to him and I was able to just flat out name drop, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, Use it, right? Yeah. Use so it. Not only, here's the thing too, is not only did Adam agree to do the podcast, I would have been happy to have him on for 10, 15 minutes just for his name to talk football whatever, have a quick hit segment. Dude, he did an hour. That's I had him amazing. on, I had him on, me and him talking for an hour. And because of Adam Schefter, obviously, once I had him on, that opened up the doors. Oh, I've my had gosh. Adam, I've had Adam Kaplan on. I've had Josina Anderson on from ESPN. Huh. Um, just lots. Of, I've had a ton of Buffalo Bills, former Bills players. I've had Don Beebe, uh, Will Wolford's been on, Steve Christie, Ken Hull, or not Ken Hull, whoa. Ken Hull would have been hard to have. I've meant to say. I was like, that's, that's tough. That would have been a tough one to pull off. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying a lot of the credit, I mean, people listen to the podcast, they made it popular, but the credit goes to the first few media guys that I had on. That really helped me establish some credibility early on. But it's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's, well, sorry, I'm just, there's a dog. Uh, I'm a big dog <laughs> fan. And I just like, oh, there's a dog just chilling this in the bar. This is definitely the fun part about recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, before we before we move on uh from the wings thing and uh, and I love that that's amazing that I just you have no idea like the shock I was like holy bleep <laughs> this guy had Adam Schefter on his podcast like this guy's on ESPN and he just and I think it shows a, for him he's that a humble guy he's one of was, the most humblest people you'll ever meet in your life in fact his story is one of circumstance where he got rejected so many times not you know everyone knows him as this Michigan guy he got he only went to Michigan. The little Michigan helmet he behind into, him. He didn't get into the schools that he applied to. That's why he ended up in Michigan. He ended up joining the sports department in college because he pledged some fraternities and got rejected. He couldn't get in. That's wow. the only reason why he did that. He ended up at ESPN. You know why? 
because the NFL Network had no interest in re-signing him. They were just going to offer him peanuts for a contract, and he found it insulting. That's the only reason why he ever went to ESPN to begin with. So it wasn't an overnight success story for somebody like him. As as big and, uh, you know, a a titan as he is in the industry, it was a process for him and a lot of rejections along the way. That's amazing. That is – that's that's awesome. Um, So, as I said, before we move on, I I need to know – so you visited 40-something different places, and don't dive into the wings really, but give me – the best story you have from your visits. It, it may, the wings could have been crappy. They could have been phenomenal. But I'm talking like, do you have like this ridiculous story about when you walked into this place and tried these different wings or maybe a time you were shocked? Um, well, I've definitely been shocked a couple of times. I don't know if I have one amazing story, but a couple off the top of my head that were interesting, at least, is I just recently had on this, not this trip. I was here a couple of months ago. I went to Dalmatia Hotel. On the yeah. recommendation of Joe Yernan from The Athletic, I got to give him a shout-out for giving me the recommendation. I heard a lot of good things about them, and it's a, a bar in Riverside, and, uh, I, you know, how do you say this? <laughs> you know where I'm going. I know where you're trying just, to go. Just, just say it. Just say it, man. You're, if you're a city kid, <laughs> not a big deal. But if you're from the suburbs, man, if you're, you know, if you're deep out in the suburbs, there's a, probably a better chance that you're going to walk around and be like, am I going to get shot, mm. you know, when I walk into this, in this area? Before you uh, – when we left Dalmatia last time we were there, we couldn't go left to go home because there was cop cars blocking yeah. the road because <laughs> there was like five or six cop cars coming That's flying the way it down. Is in that hood. It absolutely <laughs> is. So going there for myself was not a big deal. I'm again, I'm a city kid. I was born and raised on the west side, so mm-hmm. that's nothing. I'm used to that. But I brought my wife with me. I brought my 20 year old daughter with me and her boyfriend and my 16 year old son. So it was family lunch day at Dalmatia <laughs> Hotel, which you know. We'll talk about their wings in a second, but that's not the kind of place that you go and sit down no, and have no. a meal as a family together. That's the type of place you're going to get a pint and uh, get your drink on, and then you eat, and you crank the jukebox. Yep. And this is at like 1.30 in the afternoon, by the way. I'm not talking <laughs> at night. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. There's five, six regulars in there. i seen some easy riders on the floor. So as as I walked in. I'm like, okay, here with my wife. And my wife looks at my story. Is this? My wife looked at me like she was going to kill me. She's like, what in the F? Are you doing bringing me and my children <laughs> to the Dalmate to this place? Eat the wings. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that is the thing. The wings, when they came out, oh my God, they were absolutely incredible. I was blown away. I did, when I walked into that place again, you get this, you don't judge a book by its cover. You know, mm-hmm. we're taught that. And I kind of did. You I walk right like, out. Yeah. <laughs> or you expect the worst. You know, this bar's. A dive bar. It's not the cleanest bar. It's not the biggest bar. Yeah. There's no. There's no. You're sitting at a bar store or like a bar table, I should say, a little one with five people gathered around it because that's all they have in there. I'm like, this place is not going to be any good, man. My joke's full of shit. That was that was my thinking. Yep. But I tell you, the wings were absolutely incredible. Top five for me for sure. So that's one. And then the other thing is 9/11. Everyone, that's one of the trendier places. They're number one on my list, by the way. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love their wings, but. It's like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Everything you cannot get, you cannot dine out. You can't take them to go. Uh, they're open when they feel like being open. Yeah, we Our were in theme. there, and I go to the bartender. I'm like, oh, so what is like a Friday, Saturday night for you? He goes, I'm usually out of here by 11:30. I go 11:30. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I just closed down. I was like, okay, you don't <laughs> right. You don't have a lot of choices. Like you ain't getting barbecue. No. You ain't nope. getting no Korean. You know any kind of fancy straight, sauce like and that. Hot. Just straight up. That's all they got. Again, you got to sit down and eat there. You ain't taking them with you. There ain't no box. You ain't taking it with you. 
the, the bathroom's tiny. Mm-hmm. The bartender's like, you're, it's like you're. The sink handle broke when I was there. I went to, <laughs> yeah. all I got was blazing hot water. You know, the general rule of thumb <laughs> when you go somewhere is you're doing them the favor. You're giving yep. them your money. You're giving them the business. I felt like when I walked in 9-11, the feeling was like the other way around. Yeah. The bartender was like, I'm doing you a favor. I'm letting you come in here yeah. and get some wings. But they lived up to it because oh. they were absolutely, they were just amazing. The best wings I've ever had. Heck, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i stand by that, man. They're oh. the best hey. wings that I've had. They're number one on your list. They're number one on my number list. Number one on my list. They're too. number one. So they're up there on ours. We're so early right now, and I've had a bunch, but... I feel like I've had, like, yeah, I've had X place or I've yeah. had these wings, but I never went into it with the mindset I have now. So now I have to, like, circle back and go, okay, I need to try these or I need yeah. to try these again. But the presentation, for one, yeah, just nice circular with the blue cheese in the middle with the right. little leaf, the leaf thing in the you center. You wouldn't think that. Exactly. Oh. I lo- I, I, it was it was great. It was absolutely then phenomenal. You asked the bartender if we can get a picture with the cook. Oh, that was a no go. I'll tell you that right now. He <laughs> shot me down instantly. I'm like, hey, you know, hey, we're doing this wing thing, and I think of this all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to ask him any questions. I, can I get a quick pick? He goes, no. Go, all right, guys. I guess <laughs> I'll just sugar coated or anything. No, it's well, not gonna let happen. Let me say this too about buffalo chicken wings. Most places in Buffalo, the average in Buffalo is way better than the upper tier in other areas. Yeah. Like example for Florida. You could take a place in Buffalo, it's middle of the pack, and that might not sound like a compliment, but it's that means they're still good. Yeah. And if you take that same place and you bring it down to a place like Florida, or I, I've been to Kansas City and had wings there in a couple places, and I didn't like those either, they would rise up the rank. They're top five, top seven very easily. So it's not – I mean, there are bad wings in Buffalo. I have had some places where I thought the wings were terrible. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is now – including tonight 48 places i've had since 2016 that i'm going to power rank and uh i haven't had many bad ones even the average ones are still better than most other places right yeah now you know so once again thank you so much for doing that because that's kind of got us to do what we're doing and now that we're doing this it just we're wanting to branch out and do a little bit different things oh it's it's, fun it's fun. Not fun for your cholesterol. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> Not I got, fun for your waistline either. Oh my you I get a lecture from my wife every time I tell her I'm going to we, do it. Uh, <laughs> so we, we post this. We post in the game. Uh, we post on the game on Facebook page and on Twitter that, you know, we're coming here. We're doing this wing review. And one of someone on there goes, you know, you know, how much weight are you going to gain? That's why I messaged you. It was like pounds wise. Like, let's rank. We'll rank wings. But let's also keep up the track of how many pounds we're gaining. You want to hear a funny story? And this is 100% true. I moved to Florida in 2016. Now, most people go to Florida and they lose weight because it's always hot. You're sweating. Again, there's not as much types of food like beef on whack and the pizza's not as good and the wings aren't as good. So you kind of tend to stay away from that in Florida. You have seafood. You eat a little healthier. Most people go to Florida. They lose weight. I weighed 172 pounds when I went to Florida. I weigh over 200 pounds now when I'm in Buffalo because when I come back here, I just go off. I I (laughs) eat like I'm never going to eat again. (laughs) I literally, I do, man, but it's uh. And it's all because of the it's because of the chicken wings have a lot to do with it. I'm also kind of lazy to be honest with you too. <laughs> I mean, you're you're preaching to two solid people. <laughs> Hence why uh, this is why we tell our wives like you know what I have to play football on Saturdays yeah. because if I don't I won't do anything. <laughs> I we work you know we we get a sweat on on Saturdays yeah. and like during the week playing sports and what do you do? You go to the bar after your sport league and drink beers like sure. it just ba- <laughs> it's just a balance yeah, game we're trying sure right now. It is. Uh, so. Um, I definitely have to ask you a question. So I went through your Twitter page. I'm like, you know what? I want to see, you know, what opinions does this guy have? I disagree with one. Okay. Flat brims. 
I got I got to bring that up because clearly I'm a big flat brim all guy. All right. No, no, exactly. You didn't think I was going there, did you? No, not at all. Flat brims. Why? Like, is is it backwards like I'm wearing, or are we talking forwards with the sticker on? Like, I, I, part of it is the age gap. <laughs> all right, I'm an old guy. I got the look dead. like a punk. I got the curved. I got the curved dad hat. So that's definitely half of it. The other half is, frankly, they just don't look good on me. I got a small ass head. And you put that flat brim on me, it just looks silly on okay. me. So. I'm in the same boat. I got a small <laughs> head. I'm a, I'm I'm a curved school. brim guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read that. I was like, oh, that mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I wore flat brim. So you purposely wore a flat brim hat tonight, didn't you? Uh, so I, I, I mean, I wear them backwards. I don't wear flat brim forwards. And that's a whole other story we can right. get into. Well, that's what I was getting. Oh, okay. Now, flat fl- brim backwards, I, don't even, I won't even notice it, to be yeah. honest with All you. Right. Flat brim right. fitted versus flat brim oh. adjustable. Now that's a, that's a, another category as well. Yeah, the so. whole flat brim front sticker thing, yeah. really. I don't understand. That's Why would you leave a <laughs> sticker on your hat? I don't, I, I've I, literally fought with my son over yeah, there. Oh, your son does? Yeah, he does it. I want to slap him in his head. <laughs> you can. You're his dad. You can I do know. that, right? No, I have. Take that. Oh, so this is a no-no. So my nephew, he's now bigger than I am. He's plays on our football team but when he was younger you know the flat brim was like the flat brim forward he used to wear and used to have a sticker on it yeah (laughs) well i feel horrible now because i can only imagine how much his hat was he got for like christmas i grabbed it (laughs) flat brim hat i grabbed it ripped the stickers off and then bent the rim (sighs) on him he was like what did you just do (laughs) completely ruined the hat on him but now a couple years later that's really all i buy now i don't wear hats forward really but all right i had to bring that up and just i need to get your take on this because well by the way I i was also joking I about know. slapping my son, not because I wouldn't, but because he would beat the hell out of me. <laughs> he's 16. He's benching like 290 right now. He would Ooh. throw me around the house. So You can I yell would, at him. You're like, but I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I, I'll fake, right? more I'll of a suggestion. Like I can fake like I'm a tough guy, yeah. though, but he's got it in his, his, in his mind. He knows he could slap you're me around. You're his dad. You can still be tough yeah. to him, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so I love, by the way, that you cover WWE. I, I love it. And – I couldn't. I don't even. I couldn't name another person that does it, or even could carry. Actually, one person I know could carry a conversation in WWE, and that's our friend Jeff Kroll. Wish he was here. He's on it a bunch. Uh, he's a big WWE fan. So, I used to be a WWE fan, and now I, I'm gonna say dabble. Like every now and then, like on Monday, I'll throw it on to see what's going on. So, what kept you with it? Because I lost interest. Like, what kept you interested in it? Part of it is loyalty. To be honest with you, as a kid, I got into it. It was one of the few things that me and my father did together. My father was a wrestling fan, and he introduced me to wrestling. And back when I was a kid, the odd was opened, you know, sounding old there, but my dad, and it was territorial. It was way before the, the Monday Night Raw started, and wrestling used to always be in this territory, WWF. And so they would be at the odd pretty mm-hmm. much every month. And that was like, I'm not trying, listen, I had a good father and a, and a good childhood, so I'm not playing victim here, but me and my dad, didn't do a lot of things together, but that was one thing we definitely did together was mm. go to wrestling. So that's what got me into it. And by the time I got to become a teenager, I was in the 80s, you know, the Hulk Hogan. Oh. I, I was a Hulkamaniac, and I just got hooked on that point. And that was the heyday. I, I've like. never left it. it it's like the, a long-running soap opera to me, and it has its peaks and valleys. There's been times where I wanted to leave wrestling from watching forever, but I always come back to it. This is one of those times right now, to be honest with you. I'm very disenchanted with the direction that WWE yeah. is going in. It's, it's not, it's, it's stupid. You know, there's, it's, right now it's, it's just not fun and they're not doing a good job creatively. But having said that, 
I might go away for a couple weeks, but I'm always going to come back. It's just my thing. I don't <laughs> know why. It just is. Mar- do you, Marty, do you watch wrestling, or did you pay yeah. attention to it as a kid? A little bit growing up here and there. I, I, I was never really huge into it. Um, I mean, in the early 90s, mid-90s, you know, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, the big guys. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, The Rock, that that – I kind of watched it back then, but I've, I haven't really watched it in probably five, ten years, to be honest with you. Like, like, really to be able to comment uh, with any sort of knowledge yeah. on what's going on. But I feel like they started getting really PC a while back and kind of ruined a lot of the storylines, a lot of the, the, the meat and potatoes of, of oh, what the WWE was. With not knowing WWE or yeah. WWF, you're right. And yeah. What really – so I, I, I got away from it, and I really don't know why. This is a while ago. I was – Really into it, or late '90s, early 2000s. That was a hate, a heyday for me. Uh, the Rock was, I loved The Rock, but I feel like then it was you had characters. Yeah, yeah. you didn't just have muscular dudes in tights yeah. running around. You had like The Undertaker, you had Stone Cold, The Rock. You had like these outlandish characters that um, degeneration. Yeah, and you know, and yeah. now it's just. <laughs> muscular dudes in tights bouncing around, and I think that's what pulled me away. And then they can't even say, I mean. Like, Degeneration, I would say, suck it all the time. They can't even do that anymore. <laughs> they have to do, like, the sign like this. They can't say it. I think in the 80s, it was completely character-driven. Guys like Hogan and Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. Then when you got to the era, the Attitude Era, the one you speak of, it was a combination of characters, but they were also reality-based. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin was a kick-ass machine, and you could see someone like that in your bar. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. there was a lot of reality mixed in and i think that's what really drove it and then and it was also at that time i think it was targeted for a more 18 to 34 audience that was the demographic you know a lot of swearing and mm-hmm. insinuations of sex and nudity obviously they couldn't do that on, right. on tv but it was like that and now i think they've made wrestling geared towards younger kids again and it's become they call it the pg era now yep. and they're, they want your 12-year-old kid to get into wrestling right now as opposed to the 22, 23-year-old that back in the – you're talking about the Stone Cold era that I think that was what wrestling was more geared towards at that time. Do you follow 90s WWE on Twitter? Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It brings me back. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. yeah I I, oh, it's a great follow. And I, even if you don't like wrestling, I think it's a great Wrestling's follow. Wrestling's never going to go away. And I, I'll always defend it. And, you know, what's always bothered me through the years – not so much now because they don't try to act like it's real anymore. But when people would say, oh, it's fake, it's fake. You know what? So is Grey's Anatomy. So is The Office. So is Parks and Rec. Those <laughs> so are days of our lives. Right? Very good point. So, yeah, I know it's fake, but it's entertainment. And they're still athletic and agile, by the way. It's still fun to watch. So I've always, it's, it's, it's the storylines for me. It's, it's always been the promos and the backstage segments and know who's going to be the next challenger it's kind of like why you watch a tv show to see what's going to happen next that's how i feel the about bachelorette wrestling. that's I not real no that's one no show. i'm saying it's not real like oh, that's yeah. not real either that's one show i don't watch i know it's a trendy show especially amongst media people i hear media people talking about the show all the time that's one show i never got into i i, I there's a media person and uh that i was listening to or following or something and uh my wife is a huge bachelor bachelorette fan and for I'm trying to think. Which one is the, all the girls? Is that that's the Bachelor? Best, the bachelor. Ba- the bachelor. Uh, we started a fantasy league. Like we started Bachelor Fantasy, and 
we draft the people as so as soon as these guys come out of the limos, <laughs> we instantly call di- like it's dibs. That's just, that's how we draft. You instantly. So if you think you you're done, is this an auction? Style league? No, it's it's a dibs league. Okay. That's dibs, that's it. You, dibs. you as soon as his foot hits the ground and he gets out of that limo, he could you could just seize by his looks or speak. It's dibs. That's it, <laughs> and he's yours. And we rank them from you get points. So then you have you build your team, and then um, after so they cut like half of the people. Yeah. So then um, so you really that's why. You really got to think about what you're doing when you, they get off the limo. And then from there, you get, like, five points for a kiss. You get, like, a ten points for a rose. And then oh you get God. a soul. Like, we have all these point scale, and then it goes all the way to the end. And the reason I did this is because she tells me, you know, all these sports that you watch, I get the TV for two hours a week. I want to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> so I go, I'm like, you know what? If I'm watching The Bachelor, I'm turning it into fantasy. Sport out of it. Yeah, you got I'm right. making a sport out of it. And so you hate fantasy, so this surprises me. I hate me. it. Yeah, I don't. I hate fantasy football. There's really? one fantasy league I'm in. Dude, you got to warn me before you had these kind of hot takes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to warn fa- me before these hot takes. Hate fantasy football. <laughs> Can't stand it. Get, oh, wow. get it out of here. Get it out. I don't want anything to do with still it. still don't understand why. He's I'll yet say, to explain why he hates it. I'll say this much. I like fantasy baseball a lot more than fantasy football. Case in point, we have a league. We've had it for like seven, eight years. Ten of my guy friends. And somebody dropped out, and my wife took over the team this year. She won the championship. <laughs> that that's first of all it's humiliating not to say my wife doesn't know anything about sports but my point is with fantasy football you set up a lineup once a week and that's mm-hmm. all you got to do man you wake up on sunday morning most of the, you know there's not a lot of big decisions to be no. made you do fantasy baseball that's a grind that's a, every day every, you're, every setting up, day. you're setting up lineups every day you got to make moves you got to pay attention to your team on a daily basis you got anyone so. behind you right now anyone in this, ge- this game boston new york uh, i got aaron judge going my team's terrible by the way in baseball this year not doing well at all. Yeah. I have Aaron Judge going for me. That's about it. All right. My uh, my wife, uh, I ran I ran a Survivor League, and she won the last one, and I stopped doing it. I was like, I'm done, just like that, and I, I'm not running this anymore. <laughs> uh, no, the reason I hate fantasy football, and Tim, if Tim was here, it'd be two against two right now. Yeah. It's not fantasy football. It's the people that make me hate fantasy football. Like, I don't want to go week one, go to a bar and watch a game, and – some dude catches a 30-yard out, and he's like, oh, three points, and he starts clapping. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Especially like, when it's against your team. Like, and, oh, you're, the, root, the worst you're rooting point. against the I have, Bills. I have Bills yeah. season tickets. I don't need the guy behind me rooting for a pass that Tom Brady throws because he has him in his fantasy great league. Get, get the yeah. frick out of here, man. Yeah. And it's just that's why. If, if you play fantasy football and you don't talk about it or you just talk to your buddies like, oh, hey, if you talk about trades in front of me, I'm all about that. But I don't need – and if, if it came down to people that talk about fantasy football, in my mind, and especially at work, everyone's a winner. I've never heard one person yeah, say they suck at fantasy football. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, everybody's a winner. Everybody had the worst yeah. beat possible. Yeah, right? Worst beat possible. Oh, I lost on – the quarterback kneeled down, and I lost .2 points, and I lost. You know what the worst thing is, too, and this happens all the time, is we'll use the Buffalo Bills as an example. Somebody will have Tom Brady – and they'll be playing against the Bills, and they'll always say before the game, well, I'm going to win no matter what. If Brady yeah. goes good, or if the Bills are going to win. Yeah. But once the game starts, they're ruining for Tom Brady. That's just the way <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it's so people, dirty. People I mean, will, if the Bills were better, it'd be easier. Like, nine you out know of what I mean? Yeah, nine out of ten people will put their fantasy football team on a Sunday over the Bills playing yeah. well. It's so dirty. I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I, so I've gotten this trend the last three years where when the Bills play the Patriots, I bet the Patriots. I'm just hedging my, you know, my feelings yeah. right now is all I'm doing. 
Yeah. And it's it's made me money. <laughs> But I have to do, you do it. Do root for the Patriots? No. No, I don't at all. I go in going, you know what? The 50 bucks. I don't do a lot. But like the 50 bucks I'm betting on the Patriots, it's, Bill's victory is well worth $50 to me right now. So I was like, you know what? It's a win-win. I'm sad and I'm pissed off and I hate Tom Brady. But guess what? I just made X amount of money. So that, that's, that's my betting. But fantasy football, I can't. I think the, it's the people. What That's could the it. odds possibly be betting for New England against the Bills? I do the spread. I don't just do oh, straight okay. up. Like I, I bet the spread. <laughs> yeah, I, fair I, I don't. I, I don't do Patriots win. Let me know your bookie if it's. Yeah, I feel up, like you're man. betting fifty bucks to win twenty. No, 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 no. I do the spread over under and all that stuff. So I, I don't do that. But before we, I, I want to get this. Your favorite wrestler? I think I'm. It's Hulk Hogan, right? You just said you're a Hulkamaniac. Um, yeah. If we went in history, I'd probably say Hulk Hogan. I'm a big Rock fan too. I love The Rock, man. He's, he was, is, there's no one better on the mic than him. You could tell where he was going to end. I mean, it would have been hard to forecast. He would have become the biggest star maybe in Hollywood today. I don't know if I would have went that far, but it was easy to tell even at that time that this guy was not going to be around forever, that he was going to become a Hollywood star. He just his, had that it thing. His, just tell. his promos were so good. His oh own the mic was so good. Everything about him Especially was so good. Especially when he was a bad guy. I loved him as a oh. heel, man. Him and Austin was the best rivalry ever. When he joined Vince McMahon for the, what, yeah, the, the little bit? The corporation. The corporate champion? He was the corporate champ. He didn't <laughs> sell out. He just got ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I I I wish I, I had like a Brahma Bowl shirt when I was when I was a kid. I, I had one. Loved The Rock. Absolutely loved. I the went rock. to three WrestleManias, back to back to back, three straight years. I went um, WrestleManias eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. I went to Toronto for eighteen, then I went to Seattle for nineteen, and then I went to New York City for the twentieth. What was the headliners? I was there in Toronto. That was when The Rock and, and Hogan wrestled. Oh, well. um, Seattle was Austin and The Rock the third time. That wasn't the headline match, but by the way, that was Austin's last match. Um, he retired Did after he win? that. No, The Rock won. Austin, that was the third time they wrestled. Austin had won the first two. The Rock won that one in Seattle. And the, the main event was Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. That's oh. when Brock Lesnar almost broke his neck doing some crazy somersault off the top rope. And then WrestleMania 20 was um, when Chris Benoit... Oh my one, lord! The triple threat match. It was with, it was with uh, Triple H, and I I can't remember the other one. I want to. I don't remember the third person, but it was when the show ended with Chris Benoit becoming champion, and Eddie Guerrero was the champ on the SmackDown side, and they came in the ring and had a really nice embrace. Obviously, that's weird to think about now, but I remember that's how that show ended. I also remember my wife passed out hammered at <laughs> WrestleMania. 20. Sorry, honey. What are they at right now? <laughs> WrestleMania. They're at, this is. They just had. 35, yeah. I want to say. And actually, WrestleMania 36, I'm kind of pumped about this, is going to be in Tampa, which is less than an hour from me. So I'm totally going to be there next spring. I'm, I'll be looking forward to that one. Last year, I went to New Orleans for my bachelor party, and I got there on Wednesday, and Sunday was WrestleMania. I wish I would have known. Oh, I would have planned, really? planned a whole thing around yeah. it. But uh, I, I love wrestling. Uh, it, it's, it'll always be a huge part of like my childhood. I wish I could get back into it now. I said I'll throw it on. I, you I like can. Vin Baylor. I like him. Like I've seen him on there. I don't know much about it now, but I like Vin Baylor. But they're all long-haired, greased-down, muscular men in tights that don't really have characters. I feel like because you have it in you, it's inside of you it right is. now. I feel like if you watched it for a couple straight weeks, it's kind of like watching a new TV show where maybe you don't love it at first, but as you get to know the characters a little bit, you start to come I around. I know what happens, right? I'll tell you, I just binge-watched, speaking of that, I just binge-watched Seinfeld. I, set I saw that. Up, I set myself up for a summer goal, okay? I don't know why, for various reasons, in the 80s and early 90s, some of the most iconic TV shows, for whatever reason, I didn't watch them. 
when they were on. Um, Cheers is one of them. Seinfeld, Frasier, and Friends. Those are the four like icon TV shows that I never watched. I mean, I might have saw an episode once or twice, but I made a summer goal to binge watch them all, and I've gotten through Seinfeld, and that's what I thought of Seinfeld at first. I was like, this show's stupid, man. You know, I didn't like it, but as I got to know the characters, I really started to love the show, and that's become one of my favorites. I think that could still happen with you when it comes to wrestling. Seinfeld. So you're done? Yeah, I'm done with Seinfeld. How was it? I loved it. It's yeah. in my Mount Rushmore now. What's your favorite show ever? Um, oh, my favorite show ever is definitely The Office. Oh my God. I def- just, I've seen the, the first office. episode, and I was like, yeah, I can't. It's so you forced. Need you need to give get, it. You got to get, give it episode. You got to get halfway into season yeah. two, and I guarantee you, you'll turn. The, my favorite thing about The Office is this. Michael Scott is awesome, but even if you hated Michael Scott, because my wife, for an example, finds him very annoying, okay? But you can hate Michael Scott and still love The Office mm-hmm. because you got Jim and Pam, you got, you got Dwight and Angela, Stanley's hilarious, yep. Andy when he came on the show. Until the very end, he got a little corny, but whatever. <laughs> you know, there's just so many different characters. Meredith, things going on with her to, to enjoy about the show. There's Creed. no one specific character. Creed, Creed, exactly. Creed, man. I'd watch the show for Creed alone. Yeah. I, for Creed moments. It's so, that's so... I don't think so. I I need to watch The Office. I understand that, but I feel like the not. I don't want to call it excuse. Like, oh, you you got to give it till second season. Like, yeah. is it a good show then? Yeah. Because I hear this about The Wire, and I'm gonna like The Wire. Like, oh, it's such a good show. Season three. I was like, you you gotta. I gotta wait out till season three for something to be good. You should hook me from the beginning. But I have heard so many people say The Office is so good. I ha- I feel like I have to now. You do need to yeah, watch you it. Need to watch and it. you do have a fair point. You shouldn't have to wait until a third of a show, you know, a series to really get into it. Breaking Bad's another show that I really went on That's, to love. Yep. But it was such a slow yep. build yep. that it, it's tough. And I actually got away from that a couple times. And eventually I dug in and watched it. But I'm in the middle of season two of Breaking Bad. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, let's go. It's going to get The better. Wire, too. I'm like. Let's go. Man. Once like, it starts under- going, though, it, it doesn't stop. I understand where we're going here. Well, let's get let's get here. Yeah. And that's like Game of Thrones for me. It's like, a lot of character. You get hit first three minutes in Game of Thrones, and it just holds you for how many seasons? I don't. I never would have liked that show in a million years. It's not my kind of show. Nope. But it turned out to be one of my favorite four or five shows of all time. I'm not in the fantasy shows I'm, and yeah. Warlock. And, 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 you know, that time frame, things like that, that's not my kind of thing, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rom-com kind of guy, as corny as that may be. That's what I like to watch on TV. But that show just blew me away. And I, the last season was the expect. – I've never seen a show in my life where the, the expectations for one season were so abnormally high. What, it was impossible yeah. for them to live up There's to expectations. There's nothing they could do. Right. Oh, I'm, I love Game of Thrones. Love it so much. Me it's, too. And, I mean – how I Met Your Mother is my comedy, all-time favorite comedy. Like, I, I, I will listen. I will. So people sit at work and listen to playlists while they're doing work. I will put How I Met Your Mother on, minimize the screen, and just listen from season one all the way to season nine. I love the show so much. I love the show, too. I hated the ending. I didn't like how they ended up 30, 40 years in the future. At, at what, well, how'd you want it to end? I don't know. That's, not, that's not how that I feel, too. I was like, you know what? I'm not a big fan of the ending, not but that I way. don't know how I... Like, we, so basically, you wait nine seasons, you're like, oh, okay, she's, I don't want to spoil alert. No, but no. See, that's a, you know what? You bring up a good point here. Can I say it? Like, it's been how many years? 
you gotta what's your what's the time frame before spoiling something's allowed? Like if I spoil the finale of Seinfeld right now, the shit aired in the nineties. Yeah, you know it's twenty some years later. I feel like this is ample time to do that. You're not doing Lashawn McCoy. You're not spoiling Avengers. You know, twenty five minutes after the movie airs. Well, anyways, you know, you know what I'm gonna take. It's what is two thousand fourteen? Is that? Is that I it? think once all the episodes become available to stream, it's no longer spoiler alert. Because yeah. because. Okay. Well, you wait nine years and his wife dies. Like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he goes on a day with Robin again. Yeah, right? Like, so <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love the show. I love, and then Game of Thrones is that there's nothing you could do there. There's, there's no it's way really, to really end that. It's hard to end a really good show, though, in a good it way. Is. It is. And isn't it weird how you could have two shows that are so different? Like, Game of Thrones, everything happens. Seinfeld, nothing happens. In fact, their theme is it's a show about nothing. I mean, like, even inside the show, that was his pitch to get it on the air. It's a show about nothing. Nothing really happens. Right. But they're both great shows. It's just their daily life ways. going throughout. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, you know what? I, 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 I'll give Amber a shout out now. She, my, our friend Amber and co-worker of Game On, she is just. Oh, the office. She yeah. loves the office. And, the, John, and Parks and Rec. You know, Parks and Rec. John Me Krasinski, too. isn't that her man? Yeah. Yeah, they're filming right around. What Akron or something right now? Aren't well, they're they? gonna, yeah, they're in Akron. And they're gonna be in North Tonawanda. She loves this show. Quiet place I too. think you need to strap it in, man, and give it a good <sighs> shot. Give it a real shot. Yeah. I generally agree with what you're saying. though. you had a great point. Yeah. You shouldn't have to wait two, three seasons to get rewarded for getting into a show. So, but this one's worth it. I so think. if I'm picking one right now, I got The Office. I right, Breaking Bad. Both I think are slow right now. Which one do I take? <sighs> it's a good question. I guess it depends what kind of show you want to get into. But for me personally, it would be The Office because that's just my favorite show of all time. And I'm not disrespecting Breaking Bad. I'd really turn out to like that show as well. Once it got cooking, it really got cooking. Yeah, once it starts, it doesn't stop. I feel right. like you can watch and both at the well same time because they're, they're both they're completely different shows. Both shows. You said it's really hard to end the show the yeah. right way. The Office and Breaking Bad are two shows where I think they ended them the right way. Yeah. That means a lot, too. You could be into a show, and if it doesn't end well, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Look at The Sopranos. You know, that's what people, it's not as much now, but when that happened, the way it ended at that time, people were losing their minds. You know, did I it, watched the show for so you know, eight years, I think it was eight years or something like that, and this is how it's going to end, really. How do you feel about that? Did you watch Sopranos? Yeah, oh, I loved it. That's, so, yeah, that's so my number two show. Did you, how do you feel about that then? Did I was angry like everyone else at the time. I, I want to see closure. You invest a lot of time. You want to see closure. As times went on, it's bothered me less. It, I think about the show as a whole now, whereas at that time, that's all you could think about. It's like, well, you know, I invested all my time. All this shit's going down, and this is how you're going to end the show mm -hmm. where we don't know if he's dead or not. So I hated it. I'm still not a fan of it. But now I look at the whole broad prospect of the show, and it's again, it's still right up there amongst my Six favorites. Feet Under? I haven't watched that All show, right, nor The Wire, is. by the way, which is a very, very trendy show, very popular I'm show. I'm kind of glad about, Tim's not here right now. What about now, Dexter? He, so I, I haven't seen one episode of Dexter, but I kind of know what happens because as I, people aren't spoiling for me. It's been over for a while, yeah. but I hear what's going They're like, oh, the last one or two seasons suck. I was like, well, that's not really going to drag me into watching Dexter. <laughs> like, I hated the ending of Dexter. I hated it. Have you seen Dexter? I watched a couple episodes early right. on, and then I stopped. I heard that it, it was good, and then it got dumb near the end. Yeah. Which, you know, hearing something like that influenced me to not bother wasting my time. I loved the show until, like, the last four episodes. Yeah. And it was just, like, I felt like, like Game of Thrones, I felt like they just rushed towards an ending that they didn't need to do. It sucks when there's a show that you like and you invest your time and energy and emotion in watching, and then it goes off a cliff. Yeah. It's really disheartening. Like, Shameless is another show that I really enjoyed a lot. 
the first four or five seasons, but it got to a point where it's still on the air. It's not done now, but or maybe it is or will be ending, but it just got unwatchable for me. It really sucks. So you think about all the time you spent watching it through mm-hmm. the years and just to see a show fall off the cliff like that, it's, it sucks. I like that we're talking TV, though, right yeah. now. This is something different. <laughs> I can, I, you, you, you're kidding me? I have a list. I was like, man, frick this. Let's go on to another one. What, what else do we got here? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a binge watcher, I realized. That I sit it, so I, I work in an office, cubicle-esque. Very, not even ask, it's cubicle. And um, all these people are like, oh, I went home and watched this many episodes. And my wife and I aren't like that. We'll wa- like, I'll watch a show, but I can't binge. And I hear all these shows, and I get like the ins and outs of what's going on, but I can't sit down and binge now. The, yeah. the closest to a binge I did was Chernobyl that was just on. That's and only five episodes. Yeah, it's only I can do that. Yeah. But I, maybe I have a commitment problem because I, I go to click on a show. I was like, oh, I really want to. But if this is good, now I'm, now I'm pot committed, and I got to watch it. I was like, yep. F it. I'll watch something I've already watched. I'm very fortunate with uh, my job. I work from home. And I get an opportunity, instead of playing Pandora all day or, you know, my iPod or whatever, I put on a TV show. I, I take my laptop and set up, like, shop in my living room, and I just binge watch TV while I'm working. So I'm kind of doing two things at once. That's why I got to watch Seinfeld already this summer. And I'm more than, I think I'm just starting season eight, and there's 11 of them, of Cheers right now. Oh, it's, I'm, it's not like I'm sitting at home Friday and Saturday all weekend having no life just watching TV for 18 hours a day. I'm watching it five, six, seven hours a day while I work. Well, sort of work anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to get that. I need to do that. I'm going to tell work, you know what? This is this is work. I need to I need to rate these shows. So oh, here we, that's our me, that's our next. Ne- just let me uh, let we're me going from watch. wings to 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 our power ranking TV show. That's a commitment. Yeah. I've never seen one episode of Cheers. Not one. It's dated. Like sign uh, this is the thing about Seinfeld. Does it hold? Yes. Like, Okay. It, it, it is now. With Seinfeld, I feel like it's a show because it's about nothing and it's just silly comedy. It, it might have aired 30 years ago, the first aired 30 years ago. You can watch it today and it's still funny. Cheers is kind of different. It was based in the 80s and during that time. It's more of a timepiece. So it might have been what's funny then isn't as funny now. And, and I'll tell you another big thing that I noticed watching Cheers. Lots of things like sexual harassment going on. Yeah. Like Carla, oh, the yeah. waitress, guys are always Stuff slapping her in the ass. Never get They're away talking with about it. women, very derogatory yep. when it comes to work and things like that. And people are, and there's a laugh track going on. Yep. I'm like, yo, 2019, that's not going to work. <laughs> not at all. You know I got to I mean? watch the show. But I didn't like Diane. Well, you never watched an episode, so you wouldn't know. I wasn't a Diane fan. She left after five seasons, and Kirstie Alley came on. Rebecca is the character. Skinny I really like the right? I'm the smaller? not done. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, re- <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm, again, I still got three seasons to go, but ever since she came on the show, I've really started enjoying it a lot more. Cheers. I didn't even. Yeah. Friends. Friends, another one. Like, I've seen I hate a, it. I've, yeah. So I can't, I, I can't stand friends. And this is the problem. I went. So I started with How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a Friends episode. Now, when I, go to, when I watch How I Met Your Mother and I go to Friends, I'm like, how many of my mother's way better than this? Why no. am I watching that? They're, they're just chilling at a coffee shop, and these guys are chilling at a bar. I'd rather watch this over this. Yeah. I'm being a hypocrite with you right now because I'm telling you to dig in and stick with The Office. Friends is an iconic show. I watch six, seven episodes. I'm like, screw this show, man. Yeah. Absolutely hate everything about it. Like you said, they're in the coffee shop. Nobody ever pays for anything, by the way, ever. <laughs> they have, they're drinking these lattes. I, know, I look for stupid things when I watch movies and TV shows. Why like is that. it always available? 
I don't know. Like, even Holy <laughs> Memory, their booth is, but they have an episode about how literally they kick people out of their booth. Yeah. But the couch is always there. It is. And they're always getting their lattes or fancy, whatever it is. And they never pay for it. It's just a bunch of forced one-liners. I know it's like an all-star ensemble cast that went on to do big things. David Swimmer, I wouldn't consider an all-star. Eh, well, eh, maybe not an all-star. But Matthew, I know what Matthew you're saying. Matthew Perry is obnoxious to me. He's a good role player. He's obnoxious to me. Matthew Perry? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's obnoxious. Yeah. He's, I don't like him. Everything he says like is, though, is a punchline, one-liner. It's like... I think Matthew Perry is like a Steve Buscemi to me, meaning Steve I don't think Buscemi. they could carry a show, but I want them to be there. He's a bit piece on it. Yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But I, like, I could agree with they that. They don't pay. No. And, these, <laughs> and, and another thing. How do they afford to I was just going to say that. <laughs> Jenna Branson, they're waitresses, and, and I think. Half okay. the time they're unemployed. Monica was, yeah, Monica was not even like a chef. She was like a, a, a cook at a place, and Jennifer Anderson's a waitress. Like, how do you pay your rent in what New is, York City? What does Phoebe do? Vinny's like just bounces around. I don't know. And sings about smelly cats. That's all I really know about. <laughs> Joey her. never holds a job ever no. doing anything. Like, I don't know. It, You're right. I like can't they stand pay the for show. this. There was something I, I somewhere online. My like, wife loves it. Like I can't the, stand it. The actual like how much these apartments actually cost. You're yeah. Like, how do these people afford this? I haven't watched enough episodes to to be able to say this authentically, but it it would be if I continued, it would be on its way to being the most overrated TV show I've ever watched. Oh, hot oh. take. I love yeah. it. I, I've seen a, if it's on TV, I like I'll, I can pinpoint episodes, but it just doesn't hold me. And yeah. maybe it's because I watched How I Met Your Mother before, and they resemble each other, a group yeah. of friends around. But I just can't. I can't do it. So here's a surprise for you. One of my favorite shows is Frasier. And I bet you wouldn't think that about me. I've Frasier's a spinoff of, of Cheers. Cheers, right? Yes. Yeah. Have I you have. seen Frasier? I have not because I'm watching Cheers yeah. first, and then I'm going to watch Frasier. I'll say this. I enjoy Frasier Crane on Cheers. Yeah. He's definitely grown on me at first. I didn't care much for him again when he was engaged to Diane. Mm-hmm. But now he's with Lilith. At least he is at the point of the show that I'm watching right now. And now I'm looking forward to watching that after. Is he just a regular at a bar? Is he just yeah. go? He's a regular, and then he ends up moving to Seattle to pursue. Well, you just spoiled the end of Cheers. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So is there? I figured, a, I figured you knew that part. I already knew that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I knew that. Is there another show that has a spinoff as successful as Frasier? Is there one? Ooh, I can't think of one. Oh. Laverne and Shirley spinoff from Happy Days. Really? Yeah. They were. I learned something. Were, Look at were, that. They were characters. Better on Call show. Saul spinoff of Breaking Bad. That's I mean, that's been not. I, I watched the first episode of that, but once again, I'd never watched Breaking Bad, so I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's. I think he's he's in, once again, he's in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. He's Marshall's boss in How I Met Your Mother. Who? So I was like, who is uh, the Bob, guy in Better Call Saul? But Bob Odenkirk, the main guy. Yeah. I don't know. His, I didn't know. Yeah, I've, he is I've Marshall's. Never really seen he's Mar. Um, he's Marshall's boss. Okay. At, uh, I really law firm. But. I, I tried to watch that and I just never. Man, I'm a, I'm like a. I'll bounce around the shows and you have to get like I'm a. You have to get me within the first episode or so or I'm done. Without getting into details because like you said, you haven't watched finished watching Breaking Bad yet. But Better Call Saul is a spinoff in a way, but it's also a prequel. It's True. like before True. he became Saul that you would watch on Breaking Bad, the type of person that he was. He's also in How I Met Mother too. Yep. Yep, he's uh, Hammond Druthers. He's the head architect in Ted Mosby's Every, firm. Everything comes full circle. Back I love to the how show. I'm sorry. I, I, need, I need a How I Met Your Mother podcast, and I can just uh, go off about that show. <laughs> I never thought we would navigate off wings as much as we have. This is I told wild. you. We, I was like, we can keep going. With t- so, uh, you, know, you know, I will try to branch off this. So I saw this online today, and it really got me thinking, and I thought it was a hysterical. I'm going to give credit, not that they ever listen, KC, KFC Radio from Barstool. They did something today, and it goes – 
if you could pick one NFL player to play every position, who would it be? So you get one player in the NFL. He has to play quarterback, lineman, wide receiver, running back, every position. What is one NFL player you think you could put? And he'd be like, you know, this guy could do it all. Ben Roethlisberger. Like, we're younger Ben Roethlisberger yes. we're talking. Okay. That's a good question, man. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I don't know if I can answer that on an NFL level right now without thinking about it. But Tremaine Edmonds is going to – he's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. He, if there's a guy, I don't know if he could throw a football, but I bet you he can run it, he can catch it, he's big enough to block, he's tall enough, and, and again, he's lightning fast. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to be a Pro Bowl player. That's kind of ridiculous to say that after only playing one season. He did a lot of good things as a rookie. But athletically, there might not be a better athlete in the league when you can factor in that he's 6'5", mm -hmm. 240, something, whatever he is. He might be the best athlete in the NFL. He's certainly one of them. So I have a question before I – mine would have been Tim Tebow. I feel like you could play every – he's big enough to play every position. I know he can throw the football. He should have been like a tight end. He's a big guy. I feel like he could do it. No? Uh, no? Yeah, <laughs> Think about it. Know. All your players, uh, you don't know if they can throw football, and it's still iffy if he can. But I feel like he did it okay. He won a playoff game. He did I win used, a playoff game. I used Tim Tebow – in a quarterback <laughs> comparison in one of my ring reviews Ooh. that I just did recently, actually. Oh, um, I'm going to have to pay attention to that. But you know, it wasn't a, so much a compliment. It's not, a, the no, no, it's <laughs> not a compliment. I mean, I'm a Tim Tebow fan, meaning I was a big fan of him in college. I like what he stands for. I think he's a stand-up guy. I understand he's not a good quarterback in the NFL. But that doesn't mean I can't root for him. No. Right. And that's it. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I will root for the guy no matter what I'll he does. I'll tell you what. He might not have cut it in the NFL, but he's a legend in Florida. Where I live right now, yeah. it's about two hours or so away from Gainesville. He's a legend. Mm -hmm. Stuff all – you go to any restaurant, you're going to have Tim Tebow stuff up there still. Did they build a statue of him or a, a I don't plaque know if they or did. something? They, I don't know if they did, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised. He has a plaque did. at Florida. He's, he's, still, still, he's still very big in Florida. Put it that way. He's a, yeah. he's a god in Florida, man. So to go back to Tremaine Edmonds, uh, obviously you've sat down with many reporters and analysis that know a lot about him and what his potential is. W what do you, I mean, what do you hear? Is, is there potential him to be what we hope he is? He could potentially be one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and that's not a homeristic point of view at all. I mean, that's the truth. Mm. Athletically, he has everything you could ask for in a middle linebacker in size and speed, intelligence, and he's a playmaker. Now, last year was... First of all, middle linebacker is not an easy position to play in the NFL. It's kind of like being the quarter. You always hear that. The middle linebacker is the quarterback of the defense. Well, it's true. You know, the quarterback position takes a while to, to own your craft, and so does playing middle linebacker. You know, you're responsible for the calls, things like that. His numbers looked okay last year, but he struggled at times. He came on near the end of the season, also suffered some injuries. Matt Milano got hurt next to him. I think that had a little bit mm -hmm. of an effect on him. But you take a guy like... Preston Brown, who was the middle linebacker before, and he would have a lot of tackles, which proves that tackles can be such an overrated stat. Tremaine Edmonds will put up numbers, but he'll also make impact plays. Yeah. He's capable of turning a game around, making a big interception, forcing a fumble, picking up a fumble, and going the other way. I mean, you never know when guys are this young. 20, right? right? right. Yeah. yeah or he, I think he's 21 now. He did, I, I might be wrong. You could be right. Yeah, he makes plays in the backfield. I mean, Yes. It, it, and he's going to be better in year two. And I think the addition of Ed Oliver is going to help a lot. Yeah. You know, the, 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 um, Kyle Williams, he's a legend. He'll go on the wall. He deserves it. And he played decently well last year. But he was not the same Kyle Williams no. in 2018 that he was in 2013, 2014, et cetera. He had slowed down last year. 
And, I, you know, Ed Oliver being in there, I think that's going to help Tremaine Edmonds a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, taking up some of the blockers that are going to get to him, they'll be paying a lot more attention to Oliver. I think the sky's the limit for him. I legitimately do. What do you think Harrison Phillips means now? Just, just kind of rotating? Rota- he's a rotational guy. Yeah, he's a rotational guy now. I think he'll start to see more snaps. I could definitely see Phillips playing a lot next to Ed Oliver. Star Lodale is uh, – he'll be here this year. This will probably be his last year in Buffalo because of his contract and, you know, his production. He has a role, and he does it recent, decently well. I like Harrison Phillips. I mean, they drafted him to be yeah, I mean, a right? third-round guy. You can't expect too much realistically from a third-round guy. You shouldn't expect a guy to become a pro bowler. Sometimes, of course, it happens. But he's got a lot of potential, mm-hmm. and he's got a really good attitude. He does have that Kyle Williams, and I'm just saying because he's a white defensive tackle. You know, I'm talking about work ethic, attitude. Yeah. It, is, it rubs off on the team. I know a lot of sports media guys that I've talked to are big fans of him. He might never be a quote-unquote star player on this team, but you know what? When it comes, especially on the defensive line, more than any other position, you need to have depth. They're always rotating in and out. You know, you got five guys on the offensive line. And if everything goes right, those five guys are playing every snap. Defensive line, no matter who it is, you're rotating in and out a lot. So being a backup might not sound impressive, but on the defensive line, backups matter a lot. I, I, I'm just curious. I, as I mentioned, like a third-round pick, as you said, it's you can't expect that much from them. But they had a high praise when they drafted Harrison Phillips coming in. And now that they drafted Ed Oliver, uh, they just – Side by side now. As soon as Star Lotule, or am I saying yeah. that right? Lotule, Lotule. It could be said um, a million but different ways. I know, butchered the, it. The, what's really intriguing to me is so Lashawn McCoy. Do you get him to his signing bonus, or do we release him before he gets there? Like I feel like, I mean, he's a starter. But I, I, don't, I, I put running back so low on NFL wow. offenses now that I feel like you, NFL offenses, yes, and the Bills' offense. I feel like it's you a different, have different story. You, I, I feel like you have players that can do what Lashawn McCoy can do at 31, 32 years old, and I don't think I would pay him the bone that was six million or what is it, whatever I, he gets coming up. I don't think up. they're worried about it. I, I don't know. I wouldn't I really do it. I really don't think they're worried about that sort of the Pagula ownership. They're not worried about signing bonuses. They're not worried about. They're not strapped to the cap. I don't think they're worried about the cap number. He's going to play out his contract and then. LaShawn McCoy's not going anywhere this yeah, year because yeah. at the, if he was going somewhere, it would have happened already. They had a, a time to cut him. They could cut him tomorrow, and they could save $6.4 million against the salary cap if they were to do that tomorrow. His bonus, this is the last year of his contract, so his bonus isn't a, uh, an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. That's been prorated over the, the course of his contract. They could save a pile of money by cutting him, but here's the thing. Why? Yeah. Who do you oh, – so you got Frank Gore. You got a rookie, Devin Singletary. I mean, unless Singletary like they're gonna shows move. up and, and it just dominates in the I, preseason. I think the plan with Devin Singletary, you got to be careful with that though. Marcus Murphy was dominant in the preseason for the Bills true, last year, true. and everyone was all high on him. And look what happened when the regular season started. The kid's very a rookie, true. a very talented rookie. I think the plan is, and it's been the plan all along. By the way, if you would have said this six months ago, if we were having this conversation, I would have been on board. In fact, on my podcast, many, many, many times, I said, LaShawn McCoy's got to go. Yeah. Right? I, Matt Fairburn from The Athletic was on the show, and he was talking about his lack of leadership, and he didn't like the fact uh, during the NFL draft when they used uh, – Cody Ford was a second-round pick, the offensive tackle, and LaShawn McCoy was tweeting at him all excited. The next pick, Devin Singletary, was picked in, in crickets. He didn't say yeah. anything. It's like, that's <laughs> your leadership? This is one of your leaders? Yeah. You know, things like that. So six months ago, I absolutely would have been saying the same thing that you're saying now. But now at this point, the Bills are in really good shape salary cap-wise. And that hasn't been the case for a while. 
So if they were to cut LaShawn McCoy tomorrow or at the end of the preseason, it would be a football move and a football mm-hmm. move only. So you got to ask yourself, why get rid of a guy who still potentially at least could be an asset? He's got no trade value at all. So I know the easy thing, you know, let's trade him to wherever. Well, who's going to pay anything for him? Who's, who's going to give him $9 million this year? Because that's what his salary is for this you year. You couldn't get a third? You couldn't get a sixth for him right no. now. Really? No. Because he's got no trade. His age and his contract. That, first of all, a lot of teams in the NFL are not – they don't have the salary cap situation that the Bills do. The Bills are in a position right now, any move they make is a football move. They got nobody that they should get rid of for cap reasons, which mm-hmm. is the first time in at least a couple of years that that's happened. I definitely see them going into the season with McCoy being the starter, Gore right there. Now you got two veterans. If one of them get hurt you know, or, or, or not playing well, you got the other guy. Yep. And it gives them an opportunity to bring Devin Singletary along slowly which is ultimately what i think they want to do tj eldon they signed a week before the draft as a free agent but i think he's going to be the odd guy out if Lashawn mccoy gets cut it's going to be because if they go through preseason and i don't know how much he's going to play but they see something that they really don't like like last year some people think is was the exception not the rule he was not good last year but at the same token the offensive line was historically bad and they yeah. went out and they've They've addressed the offensive line more than I've ever seen any NFL team address a line in just one season. So the thought is, last year the line had a lot to do with it, although he's he, uh, clearly he's not the same running back he was a couple years ago at 30 years old. He's not going to be because he's not a big physical runner like that. But for LeSean McCourty to get cut in the preseason, he's going to have to look terrible. He's going to have to look old and slow or maybe get hurt. That could happen yeah. as well. But unless something I don't – expect to happen does happen I don't think there's any way he's not on the roster because he's on it now had they cut him before I, I would have believed it but now I think he stays now, obviously you I agree with him right? well yeah I, mean. I, I don't know I, I just I devalue running back so much as like get someone else more ta- get someone else more touches I think that's where I'm at right now like I understand that there's no value. Cut him, save six, give someone else more touches. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe Singletary or someone else can get just the production that he did last year. Is he going to be better this year because of a better offensive line? I don't know, but maybe Singletary is the next Elvin he might, Kamara. He might be better this year because maybe the passing game improves and teams aren't stacking the box anymore. I think, well, I would definitely expect him to be better than he was last year again because he didn't play well, and was, the running game was atrocious. I'll go one further. I think had. This yeah. might surprise you even more. I would say there's at least a reasonable chance that he, this is the last year of his contract. I wouldn't be stunned if he plays reasonably well this year if they re-sign him again for one or two years after this contract. Here's the reason. He's not going to go out anywhere at his age and get a good deal mm. in the open market. Again, he has no trade value. They're not going to trade him. That's not happening. Um so if he becomes a free agent and there's not a lot out there, at least in Buffalo, even if Singletary becomes the guy next in 2020, which should happen, I think that's the plan. McCoy could still be that second guy. He could still get a lot of touches in Buffalo, mm-hmm. finish his career here. He definitely has Hall of Fame aspirations. So if he has, let's just say he has a good year and he finishes up in Buffalo, has another good year next year, that might help his case. You know, not bouncing around to a third team or a fourth right. team, bouncing around the league this last one or two years. If he could get a contract in Buffalo – even if he's not the 1A starter anymore, I could definitely see him being back. On that note, I hope he's not because I'm not a LaShawn McCoy fan. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So this whole time I'm talking about LaShawn McCoy, not a fan. I've wanted him cut from this team for a good six months now, and I've said it many, many times. Yeah. 
I just want I just want the quarterback to be better. I could care less <laughs> about LaShawn McCoy. That's what it comes I down could, to. Yeah, I don't care who the running back is. I want my quarterback to drive play. So they That's had where a I want to be. Great topic on morning radio at WGR this morning, and it's it's something that I've thought of a lot. But what would you rather have? Would you rather have seven and nine and Josh Allen throw for forty eight hundred yards, thirty five TDs, it, and twelve interceptions, it, or would you rather have a playoff berth? I mean, what would you rather have? If Josh Allen throws forty eight hundred yards and whatever you just said, they're not going to be. I seven exaggerated and nine. the numbers. Or would you rather have? Uh, <laughs> would you rather have a better than Baker Mayfield season last year and no playoffs, or a mediocre season, maybe a little step, but we're still questioning if he's good and make the playoffs? Which one would you rather have? Well, I want to. I want to see the quarterback perform. So I want. I want to know that that Josh Allen's the guy. We don't have to worry about that anymore, and I, we can just start building around him and and building the offense around him. And then if we go seven and nine this year, but he throws for four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns, great. We're we're gonna get a couple more weapons. We're gonna build up the line some more, and then next year we're gonna go twelve and four because we have our quarterback. Here's my issue with Josh Allen, and I'm a Josh Allen guy, by the way. Okay, so. I want to make sure I say this the right way. Obviously, I hope he turns into a, a stud quarterback, and I think he has the physical skills and gifts to be able to do that. Here's my problem. The way the Buffalo Bills are constructed, I don't think necessarily Josh Allen is a good fit for this football team. The way the personnel is and the head coach and the way it's constructed. Now, they're, they're staying with him. I'm not trying to say if he doesn't play well this year, they're looking to trade him next year. Oh, no. They're stuck, good or bad. They're going to live or die, ride or die, whatever they say. That's what they're doing with Josh Allen. But you look at this team, okay? The strength of this team is the defense. Mm -hmm. They got a very good defense. They have a tough, defensive-minded head coach. You look at the receivers. John Brown's a burner. Robert Foster could get deep. But Beasley's a possession receiver. Zay Jones is a possession receiver. They got two veteran running backs in LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore. They got another a rookie in Singletary. They got some... Meet grinders in the offensive line in free agency. You know, they Feliciano in Spain, of course, Mitch Morris. I think they want to run the football a lot more this year. So if you're a running football team and you're trying to move the change and you want Cole Beasley to have 80 to 90 catches this year as that slot receiver, that's not really Josh Allen's straight. That's not his game. Yeah. He's a gunslinger. He reminds me in some ways of good and bad of Brett Favre. Now, I'm not trying to, for anyone out there listening, I'm not trying to say, Josh Allen's being compared to Brett Favre, but he's that same style of player. Yeah. Gunslinger, drawing, drawing a play in the dirt, throwing the ball 75 yards down the field, uh, you know, making the craziest plays and also throwing the worst interceptions you've ever seen. That's not the type of team that I feel like is being built right now. That's my problem with Josh Allen is that I'm not necessarily sure that he's a good fit with the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, I hope I'm wrong. I want them to be a good team. It's a lot more fun to cover the Bills, to talk about the Bills when they're winning. And... I'm just I'm just not sure that he's the right fit with this personnel right now. I agree. I when they signed Cole Beasley, I would, that's that I thought that out loud to myself. I'm driving my FedEx truck and I hear they signed Cole Beasley. I'm like, but Cole Beasley's a short intermediate slot guy who's yeah. going to run timing patterns and Josh Allen is a quarterback that struggles throwing timing patterns and, and short intermediate throws. So I, I'm interested to see how it's going to work, if it is going to work. That can impede his progression more than anything else. Yeah. If you try to make him into something he's not, you try to make him into an accurate quarterback, right. it's not going to, I'm not saying, you know, he needs to be more accurate. That goes without saying. But if you're thinking he's going to be Drew Brees, he's no. going to complete 68, 70% no. of his passes, 
then it's not going to work. Not He's going to be the next EJ Manuel, and you'll be or whoever, and you're going to be looking to get rid of him. That's yep. not the kind of quarterback. But maybe they is. brought in Beasley because his separation yards is there, and they're like, okay, well, I don't need him to be this accurate because I have that yards of separation that Beasley. Well, can that's get what we're you. hoping. That's what we're hoping. I mean, is yes, a fact. this is all hope here, but maybe that's why, and and maybe they think he can be this. Maybe, maybe not can. accurate, but maybe he can throw we intermediate routes. That's the, that's the thing that worries me. We haven't seen it. We didn't see it at all last year. Or college. Or college. He's never, he's never been in the most. Has he had anyone good in college? No. Not really. I mean, maybe, no, he has, maybe he has talented players around the him. Knock, the knock he, on him coming out of college was that he, would, he wouldn't make the easy throw. That it would be there, but he wouldn't either see it or he would just be like, no, I'm going to try and go for the long ball or I'm going to run it. So I don't know if that's something they need to work on, like work out of his mind to get hit, get it to be part of his progression where he's like, okay, that guy's there. I'm just going to take the yards and, and live to see another down. Hopefully he gets it. Let I don't know if he's going to when the real bullets start flying. If he does, then we might have something great here. If he doesn't, then we're going to be looking at quarterback prospects in 2022. Well, let me, let me, let me add this to the big difference between this year and last year, besides being a second-year player going in as opposed to being a rookie. Well, two things. Number one, last year he was trying to fight for snaps at camp, yeah. trying to get every number one rep he can. This year from day one, from day one of OTAs, he's the guy. He's the leader. He's the man. That's a big thing. But even more important than that to me, at the end of the day, is talent. Mm -hmm. And last year there wasn't enough talent on the offense, okay? Robert Foster, yeah, he came out in the second half. Guess what? He got cut. He got cut in October yeah. because he did nothing. You know, Calvin Benjamin couldn't get open to save his life. Charles Clay was always hurt. He couldn't. He wasn't healthy for two games his entire Bills career mm -hmm. where he showed up two straight Sundays at 100%. And, again, the offensive line was a complete train wreck, yeah. absolute train wreck. Yeah. So what did they do this year? They go out. They signed Beasley. They signed John Brown, who's a very good, legitimate deep threat. They bolstered the hell out of that offensive line. Mitch Morris is one of the best young centers in football. And guys like Spain and Feliciano in the, in the interior – they might not be studs and not pro bowlers, but guess what? They're a lot better than Vlad Dukas. Oh, yeah. They're a lot better than Bodine, John Miller. Jordan Mills was the starting right tackle oh, last year. Geez. Just think of that. Jordan Mills, Jordan Mills <laughs> was your starting that right tackle last year. guy got four years here. Right. <laughs> and so they go on, they draft Cody Ford in the second round. Yeah. Who, by the way, I know he's starting for the most part right now with most reps. I still don't think he's going to start. Week one is the right tackle. Right. I still like Ty. I like Ty in a second. I keep better. hearing he he's got a higher ceiling as a guard. Yeah, I think Cody he does Ford. too. I've, uh, people I've talked to have more or less said the same thing. But my whole point was, and then you had Frank Gore, and you get a rookie like Devin Singletary. There's more talent around Josh Allen. So I think this year, when you combine the fact that he's had a year under his belt with more players who can make plays around him, that's going to give him a better chance to succeed. Yeah. Again, like I said, I'm still not sure that he's the right fit for this offense. But I could be wrong about that, and he is talented. At the end of the day, talent wins in yeah. the NFL. What is your uh, bold take for this Bill season? Biggest outlandish thing you, you think could. bold Like your biggest bold take you have right now. Um, my biggest bold take is, I don't know how bold this is, but I would say in his second year, the Bills are going to have two Pro Bowl linebackers this year. Ooh. I think Jermaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are both going to make the Pro Bowl this Milano year. Milano was a beast before he got he here. He was. I thought he was all over the field before he's, he got here. He's one of those guys who has a nose for a football. Uh, the ball gets loose on the ground. He just seems to be yep. there. A bad throw by the quarterback, a deflection at the line. He's just always there. I really like him a lot if he could stay healthy. And I've already, We've already talked about Tremaine Edmonds. So, yeah, man, I, I think both those guys could be – 
Pro Bowl linebackers. It's not a bold take by any means, but we just talked about it. I don't see Cody Ford playing right tackle for very long. I really like Ty Naseki there. So, yeah, personnel-wise, those would be my two bold things. I think this is a team that what you see is what you're going to get. I think they have that 6-win to 10-win floor or whatever you call it, a, a window. That's where I see them falling. If they win less than six games, I'll be stunned. Yeah. If they win more than ten games, I'll be stunned. Look, at the, in the NFL level, at the end of the day, you have 16 games. You probably have three games where the other team just doesn't show up mm-hmm. and you have a cakewalk win, or vice versa. Three weeks, you just don't have it. They'll, that leaves ten games. And in the NFL, it comes down to a couple plays, a break, a bounce, and having just one or two playmakers who make that difference. Yep. That's why New England wins 11, 12 games every year. Because out of those 10 games, they're going 8-2, and 9-1 out of those 10. Yep. Where the Bills traditionally go 3-7. and seven. They find a way to lose those games. So that's what it comes down to when it comes to the Bills this year. But I would expect nothing less than a 500 season. Marty? My bold take. Dawson Knox leads the team in touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I think I think <laughs> I think they drafted that kid to be their Gronkowski because I think Dable is trying to bring that New England offense here, and I I just think he's going to be the guy. They signed Tyler Croft, who got hurt right away, and he's kind of been injury prone his whole career. Um, he might be a solid number two, but I think Knox is is I think he's going to take it and run. Uh, I'll tell you what I had I had Evan Silver from uh, well he was with Roto World now he's with EstablishRun.com he just started his own website. He was talking about that, and he compared him to George Kittle. He said he has yeah. a George Kittle kind of skill set. Oh, that really impressed me. I was like, not a lot of college production, but a lot of athleticism and ability. Mm-hmm. So that, that is bold, though. I like that. Real bold. So mine, I mean, mine would be, we already touched on how I feel, but I think Devin Singletary has more rushing yards than LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I could see that, too. This year. I can see that. So not that bold, but that's how well, I, I can see it. I, I think it's bold. I, yeah? yeah. I, I, think I don't McCoy's think it's going to happen. So, I think it's, <laughs> so, so if you're right, then it is definitely bold. <laughs> I feel like McCoy will start the season as a starter and then inevitably run into a wall and Singletary get more and more and more, and then he'll just run away with it. At least that's our, my hope anyway. I hope so. But <laughs> uh, So, Pat, as we were sitting at the bar, you said you love to do something with guests, kind of do rapid fire, ask some questions, and it's funny Uh-oh. you mentioned that because I have ten. Uh-oh. And, and they're, nothing, they're nothing ridiculous, but okay. I, 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 there's one in here I want you to take your homerness buffalo out and just okay. be – National media, not have a bias situation. You're gonna sure. know the you're gonna know the question when it comes up. Yeah. So I'm gonna run through first thing that comes off to your mind. Uh, explain a little bit. Um, number one, Stanley Cup or Super Bowl? Super Bowl. That's that's. I'm not even that. I I, I like hockey and talk about hockey because I have to because I'm from Buffalo. So that's easy for me. All right. Who wins in a fight? Brad Pitt and Troy, or Russell Crowe in Gladiator? Ooh, that's wow. a good one, man. Wow. <laughs> that's tough. I probably would go Russell Crowe in Gladiator, but I'm kind of... <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt's too much of a pretty boy. Uh, yeah? Russell Crowe. Come on. I, 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 I think I'd have to <laughs> Figure go Russell Crowe. Figure it out. Crow, Russell Crowe in Gladiator? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Favorite sport to play? Um, Growing up and until I got to a point where I physically couldn't play it anymore, basketball, actually. Yeah, I played a little college basketball, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. okay. Chipotle or Moe's? This is going to hurt your feelings, man, but neither. Actually, it doesn't hurt my... If you would have said Moe's, it would hurt my feeling even more. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a diehard Chipotle my fan. My son is a big Chipotle fan. I'm neither? Not, neither for me. Hey, I'll take neither. All right, this is the one. 
Who is better right now and why, Darnold or Allen? Darnold, because he'd be a better fit, I feel like, for the Buffalo Bills. When you take this offense like we talked about and the system that they have and the kind of coach that they have, I think Darnold's better. Uh, He's a more accurate passer, although he he turned the ball over a lot too in college. But I would say right now at this stage, if I'm being honest with you, I'd say Darnold. Okay. Favorite movie and why? Rocky Three is one (laughs) of them. I I was so shocked when you – I was like, holy crap. Rocky Three is one of them. I remember seeing at the movie theater and when he was running on the beach with Apollo and, uh, and after Mickey died, I cried. I still cry to this day. I've probably watched it a hundred times and a hundred times I've cried when Mickey dies in Rocky Three. But just that, the whole, the, the, the thought of Apollo Creed getting together with him, I just loved it. I wanted to be Rocky Balboa. I thought I was going to be a boxer when I was a kid like that. That's one. And then the other one, I know you said one, but no, it's one right. A, one B. <laughs> this, this is stupid and you're going to laugh, but Grease. Yes, <laughs> I love yes. Hey, it's I love my Greece. it's one of my wife's favorite movies. <laughs> Olivia Newton John, that era was oh the that black tight. Oh my lord, <laughs> black tights. Oh, she comes out. Oh yeah, okay. I, I'm with you on this oh, one. Who was right. your favorite pink lady? Oh, um, I'm I like redheads. So I, I'm horrible with names, but whoever it's the crazy girl with the red curly <laughs> hair, Frenchie, Frenchie, Frenchie. Frenchie. Um, mine's Shawshank Redemption is my favorite movie of That's all my time. Wife's favorite I movie. love that movie. Um, but what is your dream job? Um, that's a great question. My dream job, honestly, I'm not being cheesy or saying this. I, I mean this. I'd love to have a daily podcast where I can make a good living doing this full time, just having conversations with people. I really, truly enjoy talking to people. So to have an opportunity to be able to sit down and do this three, four times a week. And I mean, th- it's the difference between being a hobby and a, and, a, and a making a living. I'd love to make a good living at doing this. That would be a dream job for me. I really okay. enjoy it. Marty, I'm going to jump I'm in. A, I'm answering these two. I'm going to jump in and, you know, I'm going to go around. <laughs> what do you think? I wasn't even thinking about it. My dream job? God, probably. FedEx driver? Yes, yes. Definitely <laughs> driving my FedEx truck yeah, every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Um, I would really love to be. I'd love sales Capaccio's job to be honest with you, sideline guy. It's a lot of it's it's I so much work. I'm sure it is, but I mean, just that access and being down there on the field every game. You, you just I, you ask my dream job, that'd be my okay. dream job. I'm gonna make sure he hears this yeah. too. So he's a great guy. He's oh, I love I love cool If you could trade lives with anyone, who would it be? Oh, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who's married to Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, solid choice, by the way. She is gorgeous. All right, I like it. So Scarlett Johansson's lover slash wife? Yeah, I mean, think she's husbands? A, she's only whoever that guy is. She, she's had like nine husbands. I think she's engaged right now. So whoever her fiancé is, that's who I would trade my life with. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve? Oh, that is a tough one. That's a good question. I know you're going to ask me too. Yep. So I'm well, you add, you add, you answer while I think about this, man. Well, since <laughs> I drive for a living, it's going to be people that don't use their turn signals or signal lane changes or stop at stop signs or pretty much any driving infraction drives me insane. So, I have the weirdest one, and that's why I always put this in. So, my biggest pet peeve that I can't stand is when I'm walking into a building, and the person that is very far in front of me holds the door for me. Is that? 
So wait. I yes. You're walking into a building. I'm walking into a building, and the person way in front of me holds the door open for me. Well, what's now an I'm appropriate in, distance? Like that's what? what I don't know. But the problem I have is, is I'm in this like limbo. Like, okay, now I gotta like run or jog because I don't want to. I don't want to have them sitting there for a while. But no, I they're already holding the door for I you. I can't stand it. Like, there should be, there needs to be a designated distance of someone like hold the door, and if you're that far behind, it's okay to walk in. Don't well, hold the door for me if I'm like thirty yards away. If I'm away thirty from yards you. away, I say, oh no, I go ahead, I got it, I'm fine. Just give them a, give them I a wave. I feel like I can't. They were nice enough to stop, and I'm like, and it's like run, jog, walk thing, and oh, I can't stand it. Just I'll don't. Never, I'll never knock somebody for having good manners. Your answer is way better than mine, but I would say, <laughs> honestly, only because I've been involved with it to some degree, and I've seen it with so many people that I've interviewed over the last year and a half are Twitter mean Twitter trolls, people oh. <laughs> who are nasty, like. On a different level, it's just unnecessary. Like, I, I'm not going to name names or anything like no, that. I, but there's, I've had guests on who might, maybe they have a weight problem. Mm. And you can see some of the things that people tweet at them. Because they ridiculous. don't like their opinion. Because you're not a, you don't think Robert Foster is a starter. And you tweet about that. And someone's calling you fat. And, yeah. and, and, and the people who just say things to try to hurt you. It's one thing to have an opinion and disagree. You don't have to like the wings that we like. You know what I mean? Right. That's fine. You're, you're, even if you say your opinion's stupid, that's one thing. But when you start talking about people's weight yep. or the race, or I'm just pointing think, at opinion stupid. I apologize <laughs> right here. <laughs> no, having different takes or you know thinking someone's opinion is stupid. That's one thing. But when you start to get really personal and nasty mm -hmm. on levels that just cross the line, and I see it a lot with some of the people that I've been able to talk to on Twitter and stuff. And to me, that's like my biggest pet peeve. I really yeah, I just I can't stand that. That's the the bad thing about social media as great yeah, it as is. it is like it just gives people an open forum to say whatever they want about whoever they want without any fear of repercussions and it it, it it's kind of leading to the downfall of society in my opinion social but media it, is the biggest enigma it, that it, i've ever been my, around because my. it's a necessary evil you need it yeah in some capacity at least some people do i need social media i need to be on twitter i'm constantly promoting my podcast my guests absolutely you know, try to get my brand out there and my name so i need it for that reason with the same token you see the nastiness and the ugliness out there because again, people, they're they're not they're being personal, yeah, for, and without cause, and it's just it's unnecessary and it's just it, it's very ugly. Yep. So Marty's nickname is Worst Buffalo Sports Fan for <laughs> multiple reasons, and it's just completely <laughs> ridiculous, outlandish takes on everything. I, I changed my name to that because they called me the he's the, the worst terrible Buffalo Buffalo sports fan. Because, <laughs> because I, I'm not a homer and when the team is terrible at something, I'm like, yeah, they're terrible at it and they need to fix it. And they're right. like, well, no. Tim, who's not here, Tim, who's not here, like especially with the Sabres, I have very strong opinions about the <sighs> Sabres and why they've been bad for so long. And Tim's just like, yeah, they're just all terrible. They're just awful and bad and, and they'll never be good. And I'm like, Tim, you're not listening to what I'm saying, man. They're bad because they do this, 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 and this, and this is not how you win in the modern NHL. Do you, do you follow hockey, obviously? Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. follow hockey. I, I, when, when the Sabres season to. comes, I highly recommend following Marty. Every, <laughs> I will. I'm going to every, every minute. I live and die, I live every, and die with, with every moment The first period, he will be cussing this team. <laughs> the second period, he'll be praising. Third, beginning, it just, it's a roller coaster ride That's what him. being a fan is, is it's it not, just, though? It's just, it's... It's, it's, it's riding so the waves. It is, absolutely. And it's not, listen, I, I like hockey, and it's not that I don't like the Sabres. I'm just so turned off by them right yeah. now. I need to Many discuss them as part of what I do, but I'm very turned off by them. Yeah. But back in the day, I mean, with Jury Breer, I, I'm, 
I'm a bandwagon guy. When the Sabres get hot, I'll be all over them again. But right mm-hmm. now, it's tough to watch. The tanking, it's just, yeah. again, oh, it, yeah, it that made, that's probably, at least in Buffalo Twitter anyway, that's really elevated that, the level of ugliness because yeah. you're a tanker, you're an anti-tanker. It's just been ugly, and I don't know, the Sabres just kind of turned me off from hockey, <laughs> at least for the time being. Oh. I, I love the Sabres, but I love I, the I love the Sabres, too. I know you do. It just, uh, it's a great follow. I bleed blue, <laughs> blue and gold. I bleed red, white, and blue. Like, I love the Bills, and I'll, I'll get pissed at the Bills when they do stupid things, too. Like, I really wish they would stop with this. Oh, it's Buffalo, so we have to run the ball. I took a beating on crap. Twitter recently because I said, and this is very unpopular, in the wrong city that I'm sitting at the table right now in Buffalo to say this, but I would trade an NBA team for, for the Sabres tomorrow. <laughs> and I took a beating. And I knew I was going to take a beating when I said it, by the way, because this is a hockey favorite well, Favorite NBA yeah. team? I don't have a favorite NBA team. I, I just like a lot of players. That would be the yep. Knicks. I grew up a Knicks fan. My, my family is yep. from New York City, so yep. I would say the Knicks. They've been terrible for, for so long. I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah, uh, closet Knicks fan, the guy that sits there with the paper bag over his head, and you don't know I am. <laughs> They're terrible. But you do know I am. I'm a Warriors fan. I am a hundred percent a bandwagon. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll put that on my shoulder. And the only reason being, I'm a Steph Curry fan. If he ever left the Warriors, I would yeah. be that team's fan. Something wrong. It just with that. so happened yeah. to be that he's on a team that's really good. Um, so don't say you're a Warriors fan. Say you're. But a I Steph am a Curry Warriors fan because I'm rooting for the Warriors to win. And you know what? If, I, I mean, we could easily dive into this because the Warriors should be the model franchise that everyone wants to be. Is because before Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, it was all draft. Picks. It was all draft picks. Right. They yeah. built. They had built a system, and they changed the NBA single-handedly because of the system they built. Yeah. Everyone should love the Warriors, and that's what I want our Buffalo sports teams to do. Huh, yeah, I want them to lead Come the on. charge. Run, run, pass, like man. They did Let's coming go. out of the lockout in 0506 when they, they led built the a, charge. They led the. They built a smaller, faster team. The Bills. They, run, run, pass, man. Come the, on. Get with it. Yeah. yeah you run, know run, you run. love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Love going 6 and uh, 10, 7 and 9 every year and wondering why. Last question. Most exciting thing you have ever done? Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Most exciting In your whole, thing. Yeah. Think back all, your entire life. Well, at the time, at least, moving to Florida was the most exciting thing I'd ever done because I've been in New York my entire life. Buffalo spent some time in New York City when I was very, very young, too young to even remember. But moving to Florida was an exciting time because it was uh, the biggest change in my life. You know, my, me and my wife. My wife's a lifelong Western New Yorker as well. So that was exciting. So I, I probably would say, you know what? My life's not as exciting as I thought it was. Now that you, uh, <laughs> sorry, you, you, you that I, I didn't mean, I mean, I didn't mean to do that. That question. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, it's not really. I don't know. I mean, I can say a lot of politically correct things, which are true. I mean, I'm not. I'm telling the I, truth. It doesn't need to be getting getting married, married, need to be politically getting correct. Married, no, no. Having <laughs> children. How about this? I don't want to hear those. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want to hear that People stuff. People don't care about that, man. They don't want to care, care that my. Kid I got married born. and my wife is. Uh, we're expecting our first kid, and if you ask me that question, wouldn't even be my top ten. They'd <laughs> 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 be like, oh, I got so much more exciting uh, things going on. As a sports, you know what? As right? a sports person, the most exciting thing I ever got to do was I think it was 2002 or 2003. I interviewed Jerry Rice. This is when he was still playing. That's football. awesome. That and awesome. as a football fan, I was. It's the only time actually in my life where I had an opportunity to interview somebody. And obviously, there was no podcasting around or anything like that. It was just for a small rag paper. But the Raiders had played in Buffalo, and Nate Clemens had kind of shut him down that day. And Jerry Rice is an icon. He's a legend. I literally couldn't get words out of my mouth because I was so nervous. But I was so excited to see him that it, it just blew me away. It's like I, I felt like I was on top of the world. 
That's tough to top. I'm not going to answer this question. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry Rice is tough to top. Um, I I appreciate you coming on. It, it's been, uh, as I mentioned before, this could go anywhere, and it's been so much fun. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions for us? Um, yeah. What did you think of these wings tonight? Ooh. <laughs> this um, is Brandon's favorite wing place. So well, we got to no, we got to end with some wings. Yeah, yeah. That's so the only so. Way to do it. I do love their wings, but I am it, – it, it's – so when you, when you see my wing reviews and you look at kind of how I rank them, and I – Marty and I is combined, but I like my wings smaller. I like them crispier, and I like them saucy. It's so particular that this is exactly what this place does, but if you like like a beefy, non-crispy wing, you might not like this place because of that reason. I They're, they're up there for me. Um, I would – for the wings I've tasted, I'd put them in my top five. Um, but I, I mean, I'm biased. I mean, they, I'm here if I'm not home, I'm not at sports. I'm here. So sure. I'm biased. <laughs> and that's completely understandable. <laughs> what about you, buddy? For all the reasons that he loves the wings here or the reasons I don't like them here. Cause I like a meteor, not as crispy wing. Um, that's why I love like O'Neill's. I love O'Neill so much cause they're, they got those meaty wings. The sauce is amazing. Um, but tonight, I, I mean, they're, they're like you said earlier. They're they're a chicken wing in Buffalo. Like it's. I will point out before he goes. Their chicken fingers. Oh. Are a next level. Yeah. <laughs> of how good they are. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't it, let it. Sometimes a place is much more than chicken wings. Yeah. They can be the best chicken oh, wings, yeah. and the place sucks. Yeah, or I love. I love. I love this place. Like I would come here every day of the week if I could. But you know. I'm, uh, I'm going to okay. wait for your... Uh, I was Mine and yours, see, this is why I think we would do good at having wing reviews together, because we are the complete opposite. See? I prefer <laughs> bigger wings. I prefer saucier. Not drowned in sauce, but I like them saucier, and I'm not a huge crisp fan. Okay. That being said, and that's the way the opposite, the way these wings were at Adolph's. But let me tell you this. They were tasty, mm-hmm. and I did enjoy them. The sauce, the sauce is good. was very good. Mm-hmm. That's the whole key, man. The sauce has to be tasty it can't be generic and it, when you have medium sauce it's very easy to be generic because you just throw some butter and, and frank sauce you pray that you got the right ratio right. and then you call it a day These, this sauce did not taste that way to me now they were a little crispier than i would order them or that i would want but and i would want them a little more saucier than they were but that sauce was very mm-hmm. very tasty and then last thing like i said if, if you have if you line up 100 wing places and you say this place is 50 if it's in the middle, some people will take that as an insult. But to me, that's a compliment because every, there's so many good places yeah. in Buffalo. So if you're middle of the pack, you're good. You take Adolph's right now and you throw it in California, you throw it in Missouri, oh, you throw it in it's, Ohio. It's this place two. is going to rise yeah. up into the top 5 10%. And I really like these kind of bars too, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it's it. got a lot of character I, in this bar. It's a tough neighborhood. Yep. I really like it. You you can tell by the locals. They stick together. I told you the story before. If you're from another part of town and you come in here and you get in a fight, don't get in a fight. <laughs> because if you're getting in a fight with some dude you better come with the a ward, posse. Yeah, you better have a lot of people because they're going to have your back at all times. <laughs> Not to say that this bar is the kind of bar you come See, in. We didn't even teach him ring toss yet. But I, I like this bar a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, cheap drinks, cool bartender. I, I would definitely, oh, I definitely see myself hanging out here. I do love it here. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Marty, um, we play. R- <laughs> <laughs> you haven't drank yet, so I wouldn't recommend playing this game to start, but we play ring toss here. And um, so you grab uh, drink straws and you put them in a circle. 
and you stand behind the bar and you throw them on the liquor bottles <laughs> and whatever whatever uh, whatever it lands on. So <laughs> let's say Marty and I were playing and I threw it on and it landed on Don Hul- uh, Don Julio or yeah, sure. that's a really expensive vodka. I just I mean that's tequila. tequila. Uh, and he threw it on black velvet. We'd mix them. We'd have you, we'd both have to take a, a shot of each together. <laughs> yeah. So if I hit mine and he misses his, he has to then take a shot of. What That's I awesome. Do. So we sit here and do this with the bartenders, with the guy here. I mean, this is a place that we go to where exactly you walk in, you know the bartender, you know the owner. It's yeah. very friendly and it's 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 a great place to go. I, Adolph's has been nothing but fantastic for our league, uh, and us because we host a lot of stuff here now. But as I said, the wings the wings are up there for me. But that's why. Compl- bring it back complete to where we began. Subjective. This is why Wings is so fantastic to rate them because everyone is different. Absolutely. Everyone is different. Um, Before we go, though, uh, just put a plug for your podcast again. Definitely listen to this. It's fantastic. A lot of what we just did tonight, just random banter, learning about people's lives and what they like. Uh, but definitely uh, tell people where they can find you. All right. So the podcast is the Moranalytics podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at PamoranTweets. As this is dropping, I still got a couple good shows coming up. I'm going to be in Buffalo for another, uh, I think, about close to two weeks. I got Tim Graham's going to be on the show next week on Tuesday. And then next Friday, I'm going to have Eric Wood on. I got Jay Skersky from the Buffalo News coming up. Hopefully, Joe Biscali. I talked to him today. We're going to try to set something up for next Friday. I got Michelle Girardi Zumfalt, who's a producer. You she's know the awesome. Bills Embedded series? Yeah, she's awesome. She's yep. going to be on the show. And then, awesome. I, and then I got Mike Harrington coming up on the show, too. So lots of good conversations. I'm going to be having wings with all these guys at various different bars broadcasting live. So, uh, is is Mike uh, Harrington as much of a curmudgeon as he comes across? He on he absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. And oh he no, likes I me. love. Yeah, he's a good. He's a he's friend one of, mine. of my favorite. Follows. He is absolutely <laughs> tough to get along with. He gets under people's skin <laughs> so much. Online. People who love Mike, I get it, and people who hate Mike, <laughs> I get it. Trust me. I like Mike because he'll actually respond. Like if he puts something out there, and and you have. If you come back with him with a, a you know knowledgeable retort, he'll actually respond to you instead of just like other guys will just ignore you completely or yeah, or I, re- block I respect you or whatever. Mike. So. I respect Mike for yeah. sure. Yeah, so he'll be on the podcast. So lots of good things coming up. Moranalytics podcast again. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Moran tweets. Thanks for letting me do this, man. This is a lot of fun. No, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. And I mean, I look forward to. Obviously, I love this place so much. I look forward to the quarterback that. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. This is going to be compared to I'm gonna so put some thought into you got to put some thought into this because I'm looking forward to it. once again. I said it's Brandon Sicleri, Marty Fanuke, and We got uh, Patrick Moran of Moran Analytics. Um, thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh.